Welcome to Branding Your Real Estate. This is your host, Corinne King, and thank you so much for tuning in to today's very exciting podcast. Branding Your Real Estate was created by a real estate agent for real estate agents to give you inspiration, motivation, and ideas to help you improve your business, your brand, and most importantly, you as a real estate professional. Now today, we're bringing some woo in and focusing on you and helping you develop as a human, helping you develop as a professional. I love the woo side of business. I think for high achievers and actually to achieve great things and to live your best life, you have to look at the whole human and how you're going into business and how you're going into life because everything impacts how you show up in business, how you show up with your clients and customers. You know, if you come in with more energy and more focus, you're going to get the job. So today's podcast, I brought in a sleep coach. Like this is insanely awesome. I feel so honored that Derek, who I brought on, he's a sleep coach, he's been a sleep coach for a long time, that he took the time to come on to the podcast. I know this is kind of like out of left field, but but it's not when you think about it. And if you go back through any of my podcasts, I do, I touch on a lot of woo and I've brought in other mindset coaches as well. And like I mentioned before, bringing in the whole human and how you arrive in your business, whether, you know, when you're taking care of yourself, you're going to show up better. And there's so many parts of that to what you eat, to making time for yourself, to meditation, to working out and sleep. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't know if you've seen yourself with sleep and without sleep. As a mom of two, I feel like I'm going on three years with (laughs) no sleep. Well, not necessarily, but I've seen how I am and how I show up when I have like a couple nights of, of no sleep. And I'll tell you, I make mistakes. I can't think on my feet and I feel like that is so important in real estate when you get there to have the clarity to actually think on your feet and when you're tired you just can't or problem solve or get creative and think outside the box like that's what our industry needs and that's what you need to actually get to the next level is to be able to think beyond the box and I'll tell you adequate sleep is a huge component to that so We're going to go ahead and get into it. It is a fairly long podcast, but I was just so fascinated by everything Derek was talking about that I was like, tell me more. And, you know, it's almost like we're all getting a private one-on-one session with Derek and he really goes into detail and explains it from a science standpoint as well. And he leaves us with tactical ways for you to actually start improving your sleep ASAP. So, Please take a listen and enjoy, and thank you again for being here and your support. Well, guys, I'm here with Derek Lacey, and he is an expert and coach in the field of sleep. He's been doing that for seven years. I'm so excited to bring him on because this is really nothing that I've done before. Um, And I really don't know much on this subject, but I know for me, and I've seen it as a mom when I don't get sleep, that my performance in business completely tanks. So I am just going to really let Derek take it from here, tell us a bit about your background, and then we're going to dive in really to this whole business of sleep, how it impacts how we produce and ways for you to improve your sleep. So Derek, you take it from here. Thank you. Well, sleep 
coaching and facilitation is not something I ever would have imagined myself getting into. I, I struggled sleeping starting as a kid, as, as early as th three years old was my first insomnia memory. And it was just something I just felt as normal. And as I went into a, adulthood, I made a big move from Texas to California to pursue music. And it, it was just like a 180 degree turn in my life. It was a big decision. And I think some of the uncertainty along with the literal physical conditions of my sleeping environment when I moved started to create a resistance to sleeping. And that turned into a sleepless night here and there. And then quickly that turned into multiple sleepless nights in a row. I'd go up to three nights consecutively without sleeping. And this went on for 15 years and my life just became one of like <laughs> my, the way I relate to insomnia, the feeling of it is never being awake and never being asleep. And you're just kind of just floating through life. And that's what I did. And I created a life that worked around my insomnia. So, um, you know, I, to, to pay bills, I, I quit my day job to work at night as a bartender, which just reinforced my commitment to that lifestyle. At the time, it felt like it was the supportive thing to do. And it, and it kind of was, but that went on for about 15, 16 years. Well, And so I reached a, a point in my life where I stopped pursuing music. I lost, I had no fire. I, I essentially burnt out. Well, and I, I think, and we're going to get more into just while we're at this point, yeah. I, I haven't experienced that much sleeplessness, but yeah, I feel like in coming, bringing back to high performers is and business owners. And whenever you're trying to do anything in your life without that sleep and consistent, good sleep, you will lose that fire. Mm -hmm. and excitement for whatever you're doing. So, all right, you keep going from here. Yeah. I want to see how yeah. you transformed your life from this point. Yeah. And well, I'm glad you said that because the thing I was reminded of when you don't sleep, it's, it's like life becomes a facade. You, you could be standing, let's just say we copy and pasted the two different versions that say in this case of Derek, where we have completely different visions of the future. And one of the things that I, like, I know this is the case for me, without hope, without inspiration, it, I mean, it doesn't really make sense, like, to, to be here, like, like, hope and inspiration is, is my nutrition. And for the first time in my life, as a creative person, I had really lost that. And I, I was working with no underlying motivation. I was working just to survive at that point and then working at crazy hours of the night. And I, I reached a point where I thought I need to do something. I, I, I didn't know what to do. I need to do something. And I, I started 
searching for different degrees I could go back and get. But at 40 years old, I'm like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, become a lawyer, which, which, you know, a friend of mine did, but like, it's never too late for anything. But at that point in my life, I'm like, I need something pretty immediate. And I saw an advertising uh, advertisement for a coaching program, a health coaching program. And I thought, you know what, this, I, I could use, I could use some of the um, nutritional instruction and, you know, maybe this is something I can do. It feels like it was in my wheelhouse. And I signed up for that. And shortly after uh, I started introducing new habits to my uh, daily routine and started learning about this idea of transformation of being one person and then just deciding like, I'm going to change all the wires in my brain and have different habits, have a different way of seeing the world. And I thought I had never considered that. I, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> and that was, um, that was life-changing, you know, as it, as it turns out. And so before I was even done with the program, I started sleeping better. And I thought, this is my, this is my journey. This is my story is from insomnia to sleep coach. And uh, I was, you know, I got my hope back. I got my inspiration back and I started seeing what I wasn't seeing before when I was just thinking like, something's wrong with me. Uh, I need to try something from the outside in. I'm missing something um, or uh, I was, uh, I lost something where I was never given something that has given me this ability to sleep that other people seem to have. And when you suffer from insomnia the way I did, it literally feels like you're the only one. And that, that was one of the surprising things for me once I introduced myself to the world as a sleep coach is hearing other people that were going through the same thing that I was because it, it almost feels shameful where you, you're not public about what you're going through um, because you feel like there's nothing that can help you. So you keep your story quiet because when somebody does try to do something to help you and it doesn't work, it just uh, reinforces that loss of hope. So I, I became a, yeah, I became a sleep coach and um, started to understand the roles of um, nutrition and, and exercise and different things like that, but mainly the subconscious mind and how powerful the subconscious mind is in um, uh, aligning you with the outcomes that you want. It's really magical. It's really magical. Well, I do. I want to now dive into, you know, and anyone who's listening, you don't have to be from what I take from from what I read, an insomniac to get some takeaways from what you're going to share today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, like you mentioned before, and let's just go back to that is just, you were kind of floating through life. You couldn't get to the next level and you can't get to the next level when you're constantly tired. All right. So a couple things I want to start on is, and we've kind of touched on how it impacted your life. But how does not getting sleep and not having good sleep throughout the night impact your creativity, uh, problem solving, and really how you perform 
the following day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think the first, the, the most helpful way to understand the dilemma of not sleeping and then not being in a, in a position of creation the next day is, is to understand why we sleep, which is a big question still that, that people can't really answer. Um, uh, absolutely. But the, the simplest way to describe sleep is that it's, um, it's a restoration process. It's a recovery process. And so you, it's like you're getting to a finish line and then the body is taking an inventory of what needs to be replenished so that you can start again from that point. <clears throat> so I think of beginning a day, if we're comparing it to money, like having debt or having a credit. And that's really the simplest way is that if you're if you're beginning beginning a day in debt, you're you're not in a position to plan. You're not in a position to to be creative because you're just trying to keep up. You're in that survival mode that you talked about before. You're in yeah, absolutely. You're in survival. And, I mean, again, I have not been at the 15 years you have, but with kids and not sleeping, I I feel like I'm in this fog, um, mm -hmm. and. And I always feel like I'm in survival mode, not in thriving mode. And a lot of it, I am sure, starts with sleep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's and it's really simple. So there's, you have neurons and neuron connections, synapses in your brain. And when you have a thought, when you're focusing on something, the precision of that thought and focus is really just an, uh, a portrayal of that connection and the, the uh, correspondence of that connection. And if, you, um, if you're listening, imagine trying to listen to uh, something on your phone or the television and, and you have, there's like <laughs> two people in the room with media on at the same time, right? Like, and you're hearing multiple things. Like, that's when a synapses is confused, when it's not replenished, when it hasn't had a chance to cycle through and clean out what doesn't need to be there. It's like you're hearing multiple thoughts at the same time, and and you're not able to be present. So you talked about kind of restoration um, and recovery a little bit in there and before. Mm -hmm. I think as high performers, sometimes we're like, if I just push through and work a couple more hours, if I work until 6.30 PM, which doesn't seem like that long, and we're gonna get into kind of like this, uh, you talk about a bedtime routine, which we'll get into that, um, a holistic bedtime routine, I believe, or something along those lines. We'll jump on that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, getting into restoration and recovery, we need that to be able to show up. And like mm -hmm. you said, when there's too much going on, we, we don't give ourselves time to actually recover. Right. Yeah, that, that's the, um, it's, it's uh, simply an illusion. And 
It's an illusion that that I have to be in relationship to every single night still, right? So it's it's not, I'm, I'm not trying to sell like, oh, it's just an illusion. Um, sometimes you actually do have to get something done. Like so, sometimes if there's a deadline, right, you do you do have to get that done. But if if it feels every night, if it if it feels difficult to make that pivot and understand like, okay, um, I like that common analogy, I can't give from an empty cup. I have to fill my cup in order to give, right? It's, a, it's that same concept. And so um, when it, when, if you're feeling that every single night, like it's really difficult to make that transition to stop and say, okay, I'm going to commit to restoring. Um, it's, it, just, it helps to understand that that's just the illusion of the subconscious mind. And, and that on the other side of that, when you, when you get past that resistance, once you get to the other side of that, there's this whole different world that you had no access to before. You, your imagination could not get to that point, what it feels like to actually have no emotional connection to tomorrow, to, um, to what you're missing out on, you know, um, by stopping the commitment to work and continuing on with your commitment to yourself and, and your decompression. Uh, I've seen myself in, in both scenarios and I, I found for, especially in the industry that I'm in, which is real estate at the moment, our seasons ebb and flow. And there's some seasons to where, yes, sometimes there is a deadline. Last night at 5.30, an offer came in. I was reading through that. And, you know, I've really been trying to commit more. We'll say, I'm going to use your words here, to restoration and really having some time and downtime before falling asleep, not just closing my laptop and rolling over in bed. Nice. Um, but yeah, last night I did run into that and that was something I had to do, but I get into this habit of doing that, that then I feel like I'm missing out. It makes me more anxious. I don't know if you've seen this with some of your clients, but I, and especially coming out of a high season and then dipping into a low season, rather than using that time to restore, I'm mm -hmm. anxious because my body was on that high of working around the clock. So uh, I, I just want to kind of touch on that uh, because I've experienced that and it's hard to get off of that and come back to that commitment of restoration. Absolutely. I get that. Yeah, that's, that is, that is the biggest challenge um, with being a busy professional and, and knowing, you know, it's like that paradox. It's like, um, uh, I, I know it's help. It's, it's helpful. Both things are helpful. It's, it really is helpful to continue to work. <laughs> um, it's, especially if that's the time of, of day that you're feeling most creative. Um, but I, I would say that when, when I've had clients that experience that know what both of those feel like the, um, the benefit of rest versus the benefit of just continuing to like plow through and work. And you can really pay attention to the difference between those, you know, that's when it's easier to decide and put the boundary, you know, at the end of the day and say like, okay, this, this right here is for my sleep. Like, uh, you know, I, I will not compromise on this. 
Um, I think let's touch on boundaries really quick. I mean, we're mm-hmm. going to get into, we're kind of jumping around, but I, I love that you are talking about boundaries, you know, and, and like I was saying, one of the boundaries that I had to get clear with myself is getting very, very clear as to what projects I can let go of until the next day and what things have to be done immediately and really understanding that. And most of the boundaries are against ourselves, not other people, even if it is someone else reaching out at six o'clock PM to get an answer. I, I feel like having that boundary with yourself, not responding to that right away or putting your phone away, uh, the boundaries start with ourselves. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I kind of know what it's like boundaries in real estate agents. I mean, that, that there's, I can't think of a, an industry that, um, it, it, you almost you, like, it almost requires you to have floating boundaries to, to do what you're doing. Right. It's like it, you, you have a client who, um, wants to buy a $1 million property and it's like a Sunday and you have like a family day plan and, and they're like, um, I want to, I, I'm ready to buy this. I'm ready to make an offer. And you're like, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I get it. I, I absolutely get it. And so I, you know, I, I think it's really important to understand what it feels like when a boundary is being crossed or you're having to be flexible with a boundary and really understand what it feels like inside. And that's, this is the power of being a human being is that if you know how to pause and check in with yourself, you'll always find the right answer. Let's pause right there. Like Mm -hmm. that is, that is powerful. And I was, I was about to say like, well, how do you know if you should, you know, how do you know? How do you know if you're crossing a boundary or not? Or how do you know if, if you can take on the next client or project? And mm-hmm. does this come down, we'll say to intuition in a sense, because you touch a lot on that in your, on your website is, mm-hmm. is sleep and tapping into your intuition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say that that is pausing and checking in with yourself is a part of yeah. that? It is. It is. And uh, if you'd like, I, I, I think I can explain this quite simply. I know that not everybody has a, um, a similar understanding of how the, the mind works, the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, but you no, know, or uh, how many minds we actually have. Sometimes it feels like I have 30 of them that are all thinking something different, but um, when, when you understand what it feels like to be aligned, and then when you're not aligned, when all of your minds are on the same page versus when just one of them has gone a little bit of a stray, knowing what that feels like, and then knowing how to bring the minds into alignment. And so this is where the, the inner honesty comes in, the intuition is that everybody can pause, check in, and when they feel a part of them below consciousness that's not quite there, um, they, they will know. And if, and if you're quiet with yourself, you can, you can search for where that focus is, what, it, what you're really feeling. And some, the thing that I use with my clients is a scale, like a spectrum think of a spectrum from left to right. If you're listening to this, 
on one end, there's like avoidance and the other end is determination. And then right in the middle is alignment or being grounded. And so if you pause with, with anything, any decision that you're making, you can check in with yourself to understand where you are coming from when making these decisions. Can you give, I, I've done a lot of journaling and I found that that was always a great way for me to check in with myself. Now with kids getting a pen and paper out is a little bit harder for me to actually check in. So I, I don't do it as much and I'm, I'm noticing that I'm not as in tune or in line with myself. Are there either, we'll say journaling prompts or thought prompts that one can give themselves rather than just being quiet? Can they ask themselves something that might help them get aligned that you would suggest? Well, um, my, my favorite way of doing this is, are just really simple questions, like the, the most simple questions and real, like how many, how many times have you answered the question, how are you like in the last week? To myself? No, no from two other people, two other people. Oh, uh, well, a lot but I've only been around my family lately and I do ask them, how are you? How are you feeling? Yeah. Well, so if, if I were to go, like if I were to go through my phone through every and find every single prompt of the question, how are you? Um, I would probably look at myself not answering that question completely honestly. And, and maybe because that's the, the appropriate way to answer that particular question, right? Because sometimes it's none of anybody's business how I really am. Um, and so if, when you pause and you're just like, Hey Derek, like, how are you? Right. And this is, this is the part, this is where the, the rubber meets the road. This is where intuition takes place where, uh, you can't, you can't give somebody with intuition, right? There's a, there's a point where, um, somebody develops that skill of connecting to themselves and understanding what's going on on a deep level. and you know, it's that question, it's like, how are you? And really, and really being truthful. Have you read um, Jenna Kutcher's newest book? No, no. It's literally called, How Are You Really? And, oh, really? <laughs> and, and, that's, and then the funny part is, is she was talks just like this. Like, we ask you all the time, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. But really, like, come on. Like, if you're talking to your best friend, like, how are you really? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, abs absolutely. And, uh, and I like, you know, adding to that. So I love how, you know, how are you? And then how are you really? And what, what I'll do is like hug myself, like, how are you? And then I'll hold myself and then ask myself the question, like, now tell me, tell me more. How are you really? Right. Like, um, and the, the, more you feel yourself having the space to truthfully answer, like you're, you're just gonna find things. You're gonna, you're gonna discover because it's not, ultimately it's you, right? Like it's all in you. Who else could answer that question other than you? Right. Um, and so the, the scale that I described just now using avoidance and determination is just one, 
it's they're, they're sort of like training wheels for being able to um, have more context um, and, and explore yourself a little bit more. And so um, when you when you ask the question, well, like, you know, how are you? And then um, how do you feel about how do you feel about setting this boundary right now? Are you determined to set it or are you avoiding something? And so I've, I've just found that 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 oh. spectrum is just really inclusive. Yeah. And also is a way to bridge knowledge between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. Avoidance and determination are sort of like the whispering mechanism for the subconscious mind because the subconscious is it's there below awareness for a reason right it's um it's looking out for you the best way it knows how those beliefs that we learned and i've talked about this in previous yeah. podcasts but the beliefs that we've learned when we were younger that we didn't even realize that we learned until you really <laughs> dig a little bit deeper and i feel like this is a way now how does understanding your subconscious mind and really understanding how are you really, mm -hmm. how does that impact your sleep? Or is this one part, you have several different processes that, that go into your sleep coaching mm -hmm. and you do touch on, you know, really getting in line with yourself, getting in tune, understanding uh, a lot about the conscious and subconscious mind. And like you said, meeting in the middle between avoidance and determination and pausing and checking in. I want to bring this back to sleep and really how people can use this. And maybe this will be a good segue into either your five-step process. Where does this fall into helping one sleep? Perfect. Perfect. And we'll use you as an example, if you're okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> I try to wear so, makeup today so I don't look so tired. <laughs> you look great. You look great. Uh, but when you were talking about the high season and then going to the low season and still having this um, tendency to want to keep working, even though that's not necessarily needed and it would probably be best to use as, as a time to restore. And so um, that was an example of you, like if we could see you going through the process of deciding to sleep, which um, is something that you, if you don't know about this particular exercise that I'm talking about, you're, you're deciding to sleep. You're just doing that uh, below a level of awareness. Like you're, you're not saying like, okay, like sometimes you do decide out loud, but a lot of times you're, you're just on autopilot and, and you're kind of um, deciding to go to sleep with, without pausing and checking in and, and going through um, a checklist of, of knowing that you're ready. And so what I was hearing and seeing you do there is go to sleep, deciding to go to sleep, even though you're in a state of avoidance. And you know, what's interesting is for a long time, no matter whether I was in real estate or before that, I got so used to working until it was dark out and mm -hmm. then driving home from the office that for a long time, I really tried to consciously make that change of kind of stopping work with daylight out, but I felt so anxious from doing that. 
that I felt like I had to keep working or where was my worth if I wasn't. And so that anxiousness would play into a good mm-hmm. night's sleep or a quality time of, which I want to get into this in a sec, a second, a bedtime routine or even an afternoon routine that might segue into a good bedtime routine. Mm-hmm. Um, either, whichever direction you feel like we should go in, uh, the five-step process, which is your special process, I'd love to touch on that, just those five steps, or, or this might be a part of it, you talk about here a holistically aligned pre-bed routine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, keeping it right in line with where, where you were, because this, this is, it really is a magical process when you, when you can ground your subconscious mind and you just spoke like, where is my worth? Like if, if I don't stop working. Right. So if, if you're in the process of you set the boundary and you say, you know what, I'm at nine o'clock, I'm getting ready for bed. But you were to stop and check in and, and ask, how are you? Or just tap in and notice, all right, I, I do, I am committed to going to bed. Am I feeling determined about doing this or am I feeling avoidant about doing this? And then you might feel, you, you will, what you will you have to, when you stop and pause and, and look inward and ask yourself, you, you have to, the answer is there. And you'll notice, all right, I'm feeling avoidant. And this is when you ask yourself like, okay, what's the underlying story feeling behind this avoidance? And you might come up with something like, oh, I, I am putting a lot of my worth into the work that I'm doing. And I, 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 I'm feeling worth by continuing to work and moving past this boundary of sleep. And when you discover that about yourself, now you have an opportunity to align that part of you, this feeling, it's a subconscious feeling, the feeling of of worth, that is a subconscious feeling. And this is your opportunity to be a big sister to this inner child that is using work as a way to feel their worth and say, you know what? I'm giving you permission to focus on sleep because our worth is going to be so much more valuable if we're rested and we're beginning the day from a a completely ready credited state of state of, of being. Right. And, And there's a, there's a feeling, there's a charge that you get from that, especially I do, we do a somatic exercise where you're standing on a scale and then you're stepping towards the center of that scale. That's, that's right between determination and avoidance. And then you feel all of your being, being on the same page, focusing on sleep, committed to sleep, really just all in on rest. And you you get a charge in your body. It's the charge of alignment. And when you can when you can learn how to do that during the day, at night, with with anything, then you start to experience. This is what people you experience what people are referring to that maybe they don't realize they're referring to when they talk about consciousness, when they talk about mindfulness, when they talk about alignment. It it simply means that all of you, all all branches of your corporation are on the exact same page. They want the same thing and they're not working against each other. 
I see that. And going back to, you know, I, my worth was in me staying late at, you know, late um, and, and working until 8 p.m. Uh, but when I did step back and, and check in and be like, is that true? And I worked with a coach once who kept bringing me down the rabbit hole, like what else could be true? Maybe I'll be worth more if I get a good night's sleep and go home and actually enjoy life. I'll come back to work with more creativity, with a little bit more fire, like you mentioned before. And um, I, I completely see where you're coming from. And would you say that this is probably one of your first steps to working with your clients to improve their sleep? That is, that is the first step. And oh, nice. With, without, without that step, when the, when the mind is not aligned, then anything else that you might do that could be deemed as helpful for sleep is, is not going to have, um, is not going to reach the, the threshold um, that it's capable of reaching. So like one of the things that I discovered going through the process of insomnia, helping people, and then hearing people talk about why they were struggling is that there are three different types of resistance. There's cognitive resistance, and that's what we've been talking about. And then there's physical resistance in the body. And then there's emotional resistance that's nervous system driven. And they, they're all, they're equally important. One's not necessarily more important than the other, but when you ground your mind, when you're in alignment with your mind first, uh, the mind's really, how was I asleep for three nights at a time? Like when, when my body's just screaming, please, please, please. Like, and I'm, and, and my mind is even screaming, please, please, please let me go to sleep. But there was a part of me that was just like holding up the wall, right? Like, like <laughs> holding up a, a wall that I had no business holding up. Like, like how did, I didn't have the strength to hold up this wall, but it was just sheer determination and will holding up right. this wall keeping us awake. And so when you align that part of you first, now you can, you know, if, if you're stretching, if you're breathing, if you're meditating, anything that you're doing from that point forward will work to the greatest extent that it's capable of working. So it's important to do that one first. If I don't do that first and then I try to meditate, I'm only going to be able to be as effective with the meditation as my mind is willing to let me. Yeah. yeah. That makes complete sense. You also, so you said there's three, three things that impact kind of the sleep. And we talked a lot about the cognitive, um, physical. I feel like that kind of explains itself. Maybe if you have a, a pain or something like that in your body, is that what you're referencing? It could be that, but the the physical being is this is this is a, a a situation that's just created by the fact that we now live longer days than we used to. So you yeah. talk about working uh, at at one point, maybe you stopped when the sun went down, but now we have the option of continuing to go. Right. And when the sun goes down, the light bulbs go up, which the same, actually, probably worse, <laughs> um, as, as if the sun never went down at all. So it's just one long day. And so now we take a 180 degree turn 
into sleep. It's a, it's, it's a rather a 90 degree turn. Into right. Sleep, right. Well, and are you touching on the circadian rhythm? I know that you touch on that a lot. I've, I talked to another coach who builds her, how she runs her business out of her circadian rhythm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Can you touch on that really quick? Cause I think that's a really cool concept. I feel like we're all, a lot of us are in the mindset of we have to get up and start work at a certain time and end at a certain time rather than listening to our own rhythm that might be in tune with nature or whatever, whatever it is from there. Yeah. Yeah. Circadian rhythm is, it's interesting because we're just clocks. Like you're, you're a clock, you're a clock, but you also have a, a human brain, <laughs> a mind that has right. free, right? So it's a little bit of a balance. And one thing about circadian rhythm, this is what I experienced when I was suffering with insomnia, is that I I didn't realize I was a clock. And so if if I felt um, energetic or tired, I it it just felt like it was coming from my own free will. And I didn't realize what impact not getting sunlight throughout the day was having on me. But the sun is sending frequency frequencies to your eyes that then go to your brain that are telling your brain how to behave, like what mood to be in essentially. You know, you're making dopamine in the eyes, serotonin, and this is affecting uh, the HPA access and all the, the chemicals and hormones that are being released. And so sometimes what, you know, feels like it's like coming from you is really just coming from the time of the day and then your relationship to the sunlight and then the electrons that are being released off of the earth. And, and so when you, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's helpful to know this because when you're plugged in to the earth that you were calibrated to live on, bare feet on the ground, eyes exposed to the sun, that's who you really are. And, and especially, you know, when you're in the practice of that. And then as soon as we put on the rubber soles, we get indoors, we're working at night. It's, it's, we are so far removed from who we were designed to be. And so it's really just a challenge of working within those two models of like, okay, it's, it's, I'm not at the point where I can live like a settler, <laughs> you know, like right. technology is a part of life. And I, and I embrace that. Um, but, but really understanding that, that you're also honoring this biological part of you that is working on instructions from sunlight and that there's really only one designated time to sleep and there's no uh sleep is not all sleep is not is not equal um if if you know even waking up uh, going to bed at midnight and waking up at eight in the morning is going to be different sleep than going to bed at 10 and waking up at six we we are going off of the sun's rules that's that's just the bottom line when it comes to sleep. So you you have to um, you have to find a, a a rhythm that works for you, you know, with, with your life based based on that. But because of the because of the laws that we break, the rules that we break with sleep, because of light and um, eating dinner at a later time and and so on and so forth, where we used to have like a five hour window where the sun, there wouldn't be light 
coming on to replace the sun setting. And then the frequencies from the sunlight, the, the last few couple of hours of sunlight, they're actually telling the brain to release some of these like, you know, uh, more melatonin or it's it stops releasing cortisol, which paves the way for melatonin, the sleep hormone to start being released slowly in the bloodstream. And so now your mood, your behavior, your actions are actually dictated from a source outside of you that's, um, you know, the source that created you. And, and it's all natural. You don't, you didn't have to think about it. And so now we have to, we actually have to think about it. Because yeah. What are some, because you're already touching on some of it, but for high performers that might be stuck in an office or working late or any, what are some things that they can do? We'll say from morning all the way until end of the day to make sure that they are aligning with the earth that gives them those signals that help them fall asleep. I, that is so important. That's such a, you know, I've always thought about it, but you go into way more detail, which makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, the, the first thing would be to, when you wake up, as soon as you wake up, go outside, put your bare okay. feet on the ground and get at least 15 minutes of sunlight in your eyes, drink your coffee out there, do your stretching, whatever, um, whatever you're already doing, just do it outside, right? So that's like a, a simple way because it doesn't have to take more time out of your schedule. But you want to go outside early because this is what programs the clock. Okay. And it says, like, okay, this is the beginning of the day and I'm going to give you, uh, you have like 16 hours now to go live your life and do your work and i'm going to start to i'm going to start to lose battery you know in 16 hours from now and you, and this is how you get the message um to start going to sleep so if you're not you know on the other hand if you're if you're not getting sunlight or you're separated by glass which blocks some of the important frequencies that you need to see to to set your clock then it's like your your clock isn't starting till let's say 10, 11, 12. And this is one of the reasons why somebody, you know, at the end of the day is inspired to keep working because they're actually not sleepy. Oh, that's so important. Yeah. Their, their brain doesn't think that it's time to go to sleep and it's continuing to get light through the eyes, through the computer, through the phone, light bulbs. And it's saying like, no, it's still daytime. It's still daytime. And it's, it's pumping cortisol um, out of the adrenal glands and, and so you have energy. And so that's just the path of least resistance. So, right. So we have a good start to the day. Go outside at the mm -hmm. beginning, not, you know, not wait till like middle of the day. Is there anything they should be pausing and doing during the middle of the day before they get to that holistic bedtime routine that we will probably get into in a moment? Mm -hmm. Moving the body, if especially if somebody's, sitting at a desk most of the day, but anytime that you can get out there and, and move and have your bare feet on the ground, you're, you're getting charged and um, you're producing more energy through your body. We have a, a, a part of the cell called the mitochondria, which is responsible for um, converting everything that we intake into energy. And this byproduct of making energy is actually what tells the brain that, like, you know what, Corinne's had a long day it's time for her to go to sleep and and so we you want to you want to eat well 
you want to move your body, you want to drink good, clean water. Uh, you want to put your bare feet on the ground. All of these things and breathing fresh air, all of these things are going to help you create energy within the cell that turns into a byproduct called adenosine, which then travels up to the receptors in the hypothalamus that say like, all right, it's time to go to sleep. And this, it really makes, it, it takes, it makes it that much easier uh, to, to uh, not negotiate with sleep. Right, because you've already, you started in the morning and that's why I wanted to touch on that too. You know, you start in the morning, your body gets going. They know that you have 16 hours of battery life until you have to recharge again. Um, so I really, and I haven't been doing that lately and I find that I keep staying up later and later and later. Coming back to screens. Well, no, we're going to come to screens in a second because I feel like we all put on our fancy little blue light blockers, but. I wanted to mention that. Yeah, that, yeah. that's important thing, but yeah. It is? Oh, absolutely. You know, that, that is, um, um, you know, doing everything that I talked about without wearing blue blocking glasses at the end of the night is just like, it's like putting money in your pocket when your pocket has a hole in it. Okay. I wasn't sure if like, cause I got some and I was, I just thought maybe like, you know, the influencers on Instagram convinced me. I was like, brilliant marketing, <laughs> but I was like, do they actually work? And is it necessary during the day to wear them? Or is it just if you continue working kind of past your, your battery life, we'll say? Yeah, it's most important to do it, to do it once the sun goes down, once you're, once you're getting artificial light through the eyes. So I think that's kind of segues. You start the morning, you go out, you get your light, put your feet in the ground. Take some, take a break or some breaks during the day to go back outside away from an enclosed office, we'll say, mm -hmm. um, and get a little bit more sunlight and get your feet in the ground. What about exercise? Is there a best time of the day to get exercise for good sleep? There are two schools of thought. Morning time is my favorite time to exercise, but four o'clock in the afternoon is also known as, as a good time to exercise, um, you know, it's, it's important to just not be static. I, I think that is, um, uh, when you're static, you are in the same state of mind and it's, um, you, you kind of create tunnel vision for your, your, your life and day. So exercising is, is important to create that energy that turns into the byproduct of adenosine that tells your brain it's time you know, that, that kind of allows you to, uh, that brings sleep closer to you. But uh, it's, it's also important for creativity for you to, you know, if you were to pause and go exercise, if you're, if you're working and you're working on a problem and you go exercise and you come back, you're entering through a different state of consciousness that is able to approach whatever we're doing from a, from a new perspective. And that, like, that's where problem solving takes place really. Right. You know, so exercise is really important. It's one of those things that could feel like you don't have time for, but it really is an investment. Um, and you almost don't have, you know, it, it's like, you can't afford not to exercise. It's, a, it's, it's an important part of that. And then, and then I would say on the other side of that, as you're looking at everything through a, a scope of balance is meditating. 
my advice to anybody, a business professional, like a high performer, if you can learn how to go into alpha brain, which is a slower brainwave state, if you understand how to do that within a couple of minutes, which, which you can do just using your breath, taking slow, deep breaths, imagining the brain waves in your brain, really active. I'm moving my finger up and down in case you can't see this. And then like slowing down and having increased space in between each like synapse. And um, when you experience this state of mind, this is what you reach in meditation. You are, um, you're, it's like you're practicing going to sleep, but you're, you're balancing out the, the stress, the in involvement of your day, and you're able to enter a creative state of mind. All when do you find meditating to be most important for the alpha brain that you, that you talk about morning, evening, or do it a couple times during the day? And what, and we'll bring it back to sleep, like meditation that it helps enhance sleep. When is the best time to do it? Morning time, morning time, because you're already waking up in an alpha brain. And what you have to understand about being an alpha brain is this is when, this is when you learn how to do things like children are in alpha brain until about 12 years old. And this is why it's easier to learn instruments, to learn new languages, um, to be really playful when you're a kid because you're in a constant alpha brain state. So if you wake up, yeah, if you, so just think about the difference between waking up in this creative state of mind, a really influential state of mind. You're highly influenced when you're in an alpha brain state. So just imagine the difference between waking up and looking at the news on your phone versus waking up, imagining the day that you want to see take place in front of you, and then playing that mind movie for 20 minutes, seeing yourself, seeing yourself sign, you know, close the deal on the house, you know, get inquiries from new clients, uh, uh, be, um, you know, exercising, putting your feet on the ground, putting the blue blocking glasses on. And I, when, when you can get up and then play that movie in your head of what it looks like to actually have a healthy lifestyle, live your life in consciousness, mindfully have boundaries around sleep and then restore. I, I would argue that it's actually impossible to not achieve the results that you're imagining because that's that's how it works it's exactly how it works that's the difference that's the difference between um the the different levels of success it's like how committed were you to imagining that taking place right in front of you so we've touched on this incredible day that leads to all right now we're going to touch on this holistically pre-bedtime routine. I was yeah. trying to like take everyone through the day. Like you wake up, which it is important. Everyone thinks, oh, you know, sleep just has to do with nighttime, but it all starts mm -hmm. when you wake up. And there's actually, it seems a ton 
that goes into the morning from exercise, uh, sun, getting grounded, and also meditation throughout the day, getting back out, doing some more exercise movement. Um, and then now let's talk about maybe what does that pre-bedtime routine look like? And yeah. it could be different for everyone, but how would you guide someone through that? Sure. Yeah. So when you have a day like that, then sleep is waiting for you. Now it's just all you have to do is reveal the sleep. And so what happens is that even when you have a day like that, it's just, it's not the way it used to be. So there's a natural wall that's kind of placed, there's resistance, and it's going to feel like it's a, um, it can feel like a challenging transition. So <clears throat> just knowing, I think the the difference between what the end of your day feels like versus what the beginning of your nighttime routine looks like is important. So if you imagine going through the day and then saying like, before going to bed, just actually saying, okay, my day's over. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that, Derek? And, and you really pause and, and you go through that process that we went through earlier of, of uh, how do you really feel? And then when you're, as soon as you're okay with the day ending, now you can begin this holistic nighttime routine because you've agreed to leave your day behind and now that's not interfering. And so I would, what I facilitate with people is this five-step process that I've just found to be extremely comprehensive because it aligns the mind, it releases the body, and it balances the nervous system. And so that first step is really coming into the decision like, all right, I'm, I'm ready to go to sleep. Um, how do I feel about that? And we just checked it. How do I feel about the day ending versus now, how do I feel about going to sleep? And you might notice that you're feeling avoidant about the process, or you might feel like you're really determined. If I don't sleep tonight, then, um, you know, I'm going to have a tough time uh, working with these clients tomorrow. Um, if, if that's your motivation for going to sleep, then you're really determined. And so you just balance that out and, and resolve that within yourself before going to bed. And so that's the grounding process. Like that's one of the things that, that um, we work together on, but it's as simple as, it's as simple as saying like, oh, you notice that you're really determined about going to sleep. And then you pass that information, that context to your subconscious mind, because that's where the determination is coming from, because it thinks that it needs to be determined. And then you just pass along like, oh, that's not going to help us fall asleep. Like, like we, we had this beautiful day. We've built up all the sleep within us. It's ready to come out. We just need to focus on sleep together. I give you permission to do that. Um, and that's the alignment process. And that's step one. Step one. And where does, let's talk about the nervous system. I've seen this on your website. You've taught, you've touched on it a few times in today's podcast. What is the nervous system and what does it really have to do with sleep and how can we control it to help our sleep and help mm -hmm. our performance? Mm -hmm. There are, and if you don't mind, this will make so much more sense. Like, okay. Nervous system is in step three. 
Okay, let's get to okay. Let's keep going oh, through the steps. I wasn't. This will just it'll be easier to, to yeah yeah organize. All right, take me to step two. Step two is release. Okay, so it's decide and then release, and then step two is is sort of like taking. Uh, imagine that you were a sponge, and that all the energy that you created through the day and all the tension that built up in you throughout the day is like water in a sponge, right? So your sponge is gonna be fuller at the end of the day than it would be halfway through your day. And so releasing is just like taking that sponge and squeezing all the water out, right? And this yeah. is done through stretching, through yoga poses, through, um, um, it could be jumping jacks. It, it all just depends on how much water is in that sponge. So it sounds like using physical, almost something physical to release yourselves, which when you, uh, we can see each other if you guys are listening and just by watching you kind of wring out that mm -hmm. sponge, I thought of stretching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the, um, uh, um, I just, if, just so you know where to start, if, if that, uh, doesn't seem obvious to you. I, I like to start with the big muscles, hamstrings, back, and do some twisting, uh, shoulders, anything like that. Um, and then and maybe put legs up the wall, finish with legs up the wall, uh, allow the blood to, to go through the head. And all this is doing is removing any residual energy that doesn't need to be there. Um, and this is the effect of making up for lost time. Um, and you have, again, in the old days, you didn't have to do this because this happened over like a four to five hour window. Now we're just expediting the process. Right. So once you do that, once you do that, now we can start talking about the nervous system because the nervous system is, is there to keep you safe. It's there to alert you. Um, when it senses that the environment around you isn't um, isn't safe, and and so just think about the think about the difference now that we've talked about like the first two steps, aligning your mind, wringing out your body. If you didn't do those two things, and you just went from like sending your last email of the day and then brushing your teeth and jumping into bed. Step into the shoes of, of your nervous system where, where you're like, you know, just you're focused, you're thinking, you're reading a contract, which, you know, are written in like a crazy language. <laughs> I mean, you all are skillful at, at understanding that, but, you know, you're, you're dealing with a high level of thinking um, throughout, throughout your night. And so you, you, your brain just needs, you need some kind of break. You need some kind of, of. Uh, decompression period. So just think about that difference from the perspective of a nervous system, getting into bed right when your day ends versus taking this moment to check in with your subconscious mind round and then wring your body out. And so now your nervous system has essentially received the message like you are, we are safe. There's two primary states of the nervous system and there's a sympathetic state and a parasympathetic state. Easiest way to think about this is that when you are in a sympathetic state, 
it's like your nervous system has sympathy for you. It's looking out for you. It's on guard, right? I'm going to protect Corinne right now um, because we're in a heightened, it's like red alert right now. Um, when you're in a parasympathetic state, it's like rest and digest. It's saying, you know what, we're going, I'm, I'm going to go get a, go for a walk. I'm going to go get a cup of tea and I'm going to let you relax for a bit. So that is the goal. And we don't get into bed when I facilitate this process with people. The approach is to not get into bed until that nervous system is in a parasympathetic state. And then the brain is, is in an alpha brainwave state. Would you say doing a meditation at that time? We'll put you in that alpha? At that time, it could, that could be really helpful, but the, the superpower of the steps is that if you decide and release, mm -hmm. now all you have to do is wait because your body is actually automatically striving for equilibrium. And so now your nervous system, now that all of those, the cognitive and physical resistance have been resolved, now your, your body actually wants to reach this new state of being. And so you can accentuate that process perhaps by meditating by some deep mindful breaths, but you can also just wait. And the thing that happens as your body is naturally achieving equilibrium is that you actually start to enjoy just being still more and more. And so you reach this state of solitude. Solitude feels really, 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 really good. It does. It's funny on after like six o'clock or on a Sunday, I mm. all of a sudden just because I've given myself permission during that time just to relax. <clears throat> um, it, it's just crazy how I how I feel because of that. Um, love that. I love I'm so glad you said that. I've never thought about that analogy, but but that's what step three feels like is a Sunday, <laughs> like a Sunday afternoon. There you go. Step three is a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. Because I feel like the whole world is like understanding, like you can relax now. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, well, good. We turned step three into a Sunday, a Sunday. Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd um, love to hear the, the last two steps of this as well before yeah. we head out, because there's so much, my mind is blown right now. <laughs> and and there's a lot to sleep and and you know the one thing that I I will say as as a I think of myself as a coach turned facilitator one of the um when you don't when it feels like you don't know how to do something and that's what insomnia feels like it I notice this feeling from clients where where they they're like just tell me what to do and then this feeling that I had, I like, oh, I wish I could just sleep for them because it's right. really hard to describe, to vocalize, articulate what it is that, you know, the mechanisms, because there's mechanisms in the brain and body that, that are switched, that are pu pushed and pulled that take place when we sleep. So I realized that the, the most effective way to help somebody fall asleep when there, there wasn't a language or uh, there it wasn't, I wasn't able to like get onto your computer screen, access it, and then be in, in the brain, in your brain and help facilitate that 
is use language and use concepts that these steps have. So I, I want people to understand that like how you actually push and pull those mechanisms, that, is, that really is up to you. These steps are a place to start. Right. Comprehensive, they're well thought out. I've been thinking them out for seven years, um, gathering everything that I've learned about the brain, circadian rhythm, but also the mind, the subconscious mind, the nervous system, emotions, um, uh, even trauma, like just seeing how it all works together. And that's what these steps were designed to do is actually get the body and the mind in concept together and say like, okay, well, if I'm going to do something in order to fall asleep, um, how, do, what is it that I'm doing and why am I doing that? And so when you're deciding, when you're releasing, when you're balancing, we're really just speaking the language of circadian rhythm. And so I'm, I'm inviting you to try the sequence of steps so that you could perhaps learn like, oh, it, I get it. Like deciding is really hard for me. That's, that's where the work is for me. You know, I need to really get um, underneath why I, my worth, so much of my worth is, is built into my business. You know, and who am I without that business, right? This, this is where we start really asking those deeper questions. So yeah. um, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to, to give somebody instructions as if I know something that you don't. I'm really just trying to help you facilitate this process so that you can learn something then just to give you a little bit of space to learn something about yourself. So that's, well, that's you know, the, the subconscious and our beliefs, they're all different. Yeah. Uh, so really giving the tools for them to dig a little bit deeper, ask them, how are they really? And yeah. ask more questions in step one and then releasing in step two and then time in step three. Look at you. You can already teach oh, this. I got it. I got it. <laughs> you, you can already teach well, no, it's, it's, I'm ready to go It's messy notes here. You see. <laughs> um, uh, and it, I do see how it all works. You know, the, the nervous system one, I see how just letting the time Mm-hmm. of that release set in for that Sunday, for yeah. that Sunday experience. So you're like, oh, I give myself, I'm good. I can lay down. I can fall asleep. Yeah, ex- perfect. See, the wisdom is already built into you. The, the know-how, it's autonomic. Nobody, nobody actually has to know the instructions on how to make themselves go to sleep. All you're doing is learning how to get out of the way of your body. And your mind and your mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, your body and your, thank you. Um, and, and let it do what it was designed to do naturally. So this is where the, the, the concepts behind becoming step four and being present step five are where they're a little bit more creative. It's like, now that you've decided, released and balanced, you, you're starting to experience your authentic self. It's like, who am I when I'm not worried about my business? Who am I when um, I don't have built up tension in my body from my day? Who am I once my nervous system is deactivated and giving me permission to relax? And this is like, like who, who are you if you all of a sudden wake up and the year is 
500, right? And, and you're not a real estate agent or a sleep coach, and you're, but you're the same soul. Who, right. who would you be in another place in time? Oh. And, and when you start to really like get in touch with that, um, you, you start who to- Who are you in another place in time? Yeah. That is really fascinating because I think we as human beings in this day and age, we put a lot of weight on either where we are or what we're doing um, that's built around that place yeah. and time. Yeah, right. Like who, who are you if, if there was no such thing as money, the exchange of money? Right. If if ownership, if, if it was a time, if you're living in a tribe where it's just a, a community, like who would you be in that moment? And that's who you really are. Is this a part of becoming, you would say? This is becoming. Yeah, this is becoming. Um, and this, you know, uh, the way I see it, and this is a creative piece. This is a creative piece, but this is where sleep becomes magical. Mm -hmm. This is where you can start to do things. When I think of magic, it's just it doesn't make sense to the naked eye in a three-dimensional world where, where you're used to seeing how A causes B. And when you experience magic, um, I think this is what sleep was brought to us for. It doesn't make sense that like, if the design of sleep, God, Mother Nature, what that gave us sleep, why didn't they just hold the applause for the end? Right? Why, why is it that sleep was given to us every 16 hours, every 24 hours, 16 to 24 hours, right? That gap. Why was it put there? <laughs> And it, like, it didn't have to be put there. If you really, really think about it, it didn't have to be put there. So there's a reason why that's been inserted in the middle of our lives. And there's a reason that we go unconscious when we sleep. And when you really start exploring that gap that way through curiosity and more than just like, all right, I'm sleeping to remember for tomorrow. I'm sleeping to um, burn fat and to be disease free, right? Like all those things are, they're valid. But if you actually start opening yourself up to the magic of sleep and the places that you travel when you sleep, then you realize like, okay, well, if I'm gonna get ready for this trip, I can't take this trip. I'm not ready to take this trip until I've taken that same trip within myself. And so, when I become, when you become, it's like you're really knowing what it's like to be you because it's difficult to do that during the day when you're having to play defense, you know, when right. you're a defensive driver and when you're getting spam calls and when you're making- or fake it until you make it, you know? Right. right. That mask all day. Yes. You don't feel like you're that confident. Yeah. I, I think of it as like, you know, during the day, it's like, I'm, it's like I'm playing this actor known as Derek Lacey. Right. right? Like, like who, like I'm more than Derek Lacey, right? Like I, I'm more than Derek Lacey. 
Um, and I'm not speaking about myself in a third person. I'm just, you know, I'm just realizing now, like, wow, my, my mom gave me that name and I have no idea why she, you know, or like the, the first name I'm like, I'm more than a name that I was given. I'm more than a social security number. And when you, when you realize that sleep was given to you because it knows that you may just work 24 hours a day <laughs> otherwise and never connect to yourself at a deep meaningful level like that you know this is what kind of gives you the um, the reverence for this moment and when you connect to yourself like that it's 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 like taking your shoes off before you enter that magical house of sleep where you go i'm not real sure where but i'll tell you this i can speak to this from fact that when you do that, you notice a difference when you wake up. It's the, the feeling of being reborn. There's a difference between like, you know, you wake up and, and you're like, oh, great, I slept. And oh, wow, I'm a brand new person. <laughs> My life is starting over right now. And that's the power of the steps is that they help you take off that armor that you think is you, <laughs> you realize it's right. just <laughs> it, it, it's it's just who I'm the actor that I'm portraying in this life during the day but when I sleep that's that's who I really am are there any the becoming part um because I feel like everything else in the steps falls into place it's just being conscious of it after you do step in one and two then you just allow time to allow maybe your nervous system to settle into that safe mode mm -hmm. and then step four is there anything that one would need to do or is this just be aware of it and mm -hmm. and this is maybe the time you start hopping into bed yeah yeah this is you and you said that beautifully you're you're aware of it and and you're always checking in with yourself and you get a cue when you decide you get the cue you feel a a, a voltage in your body that tells you you're aligned when you're released you feel the air around you is different um, it's a different stream of consciousness that, that you physically feel because it's the, radi the, the radiance of your heart being reflected back to you that, you're, that you've changed your state of being. And then once your nervous system settles, tap on the shoulder, it says, hey, it's time, it's time to get into bed to connect with yourself. And then once you, once you are in bed, there's different ways to think about connecting to yourself. But you know, one of them is just like, I, I like to turn inward and I think about my brain and my heart speaking to each other. Where all of a sudden I, by aligning myself the way I did and, and coming into this really balanced state, now it's like the path, communication path was cleared between the heart and the brain. And they start speaking to each other like, like they're in a band or something like that. Like they're both playing instruments that are in tune with each other. And I think about like uh, the organs that I have, like who knows where their spleen is? Like, <laughs> or Not even really their, sure. their liver, their right. kidney. Like um, who thinks about these things? And so I'll think, I'll just think about like the innate, like beauty of my body and everything that that's, working as it is in place and i honor that you know I'm, I'm just like like wow i'm a you know i'm a soul within a body 
and and look at like look at how beautiful <laughs> this all is um and and that gives you access to like like to really understand what it feels like to be you like wow this is this is this is what it feels like to be me. This is pretty amazing. Um, and that's the way I think about the, the connection process. And the way that that is activated, maintained, is really by the enjoyment of rest. Once you get in bed, you're resting. And you're not focusing on sleep. But it feels... When you, when you resolve through the steps, it just feels so good to be you and to connect to yourself. You're, you're in no rush. It's like when you're getting a, a good massage, you're in no rush to get off the table. Right. So that's what it feels like. And so that's the practice in <clears throat> step four becoming is just to enjoy this beautiful space that you've created for yourself. So enjoying the space. And resting. I think, you know, that's the... Um, does it take the pressure off of, mm -hmm. I need to go to sleep. I need to fall asleep. Cause there are some nights where you mm -hmm. just can't sleep and I'm so restless. Like I might kind of fall asleep, but mm -hmm. it kind of gives you maybe not the pressure to fall asleep. It's precise. Just to enjoy the process is really at that point of step four. When you are consciously aware that you're resting, you are asleep. And that's, that's the, Interesting. Uh, swiftness of that step is that when when you are able to enjoy being yourself you are in the first stage of sleep now you know maybe a sleep scientist would argue with me about that but this is from an emotional sleep facilitating point of view that is the first stage of sleep that if you can be there in your bed and there's no place else that you'd rather be then you're asleep already And then this leads to step five, being present. Yes. And um, they, they kind of, they morph into each other a bit. When, when you can enter, I've been in my bed up to an hour in step four, enjoying the heck out of every minute of that hour because it felt so good to be there. And um, which a part of that is presence, right? But presence also extends to the next morning. And the once you get into bed, sleep can happen at, at any moment. And so the, the concept behind presence is that you're not, we don't want to get to this point where you're like, all right, like, you know, like your genie or something like that. Like, I'm going to go to bed now. It creates a, um, a platform, a canvas for you to just explore, be yourself, uh, think about your, the spiritual connection that you want to call in for sleep, um, enjoy rest. And then also, once you fall asleep, it creates the space that holds you um, so that if you don't have to get up at three in the morning to pee, then you won't, right? This is, this is the function really of, of presence and deciding, releasing all of them, they work together so that if your body has the chemicals that it needs and your nervous system and your mind has the safety that it needs to sleep throughout the night, then you will. 
And this prevents so many middle of the night wake-ups. Um, so, you know, presence kind of holds that space to say like, all right, I'm, I'm present while I'm awake, but I'm going to stay present while I sleep too. And you did touch on, I mean, I'm obviously loving how our daytime routine impacts how we fall asleep, the art of falling asleep. You said presence also flows into our morning Mm -hmm. or something along those lines about presence comes into the morning as well. What did you mean by that? I mean, it's like a placeholder that gives us the runway until the morning to stay asleep. Okay. It holds that space to say like, it's okay. It's okay for you to stay asleep until the next day. That's all, there's so many powerful nuggets in all of this. And and keep in mind too, like the, um, um, once you, when you're becoming and you're being present, uh, there's an intuition, there's a magic that comes to you that, that comes to me that I don't even have access to when I'm in this state of mind. You know, it's really creative. It's below the surface. It's spiritual. And, and so it's, it's not as much an instruction that you follow other than, you know, it's, it's like, it's like being on a, on a dance floor and somebody in there's, you have the freedom, nobody watching you. You can just move your body however you want to, right? Like the, 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 you don't like, there's no, um, there's, there's no sense of like, is anybody looking at me? It's just this, the freedom, this freedom to be yourself. Um, and, and that's what you're feeling into is just how, just how beautiful it, it is to, to be alive. And that, you know, one of the things that I think about when I, uh, before I drift into sleep is that I'm going to go understand a little bit more about why I'm here. What is, what is the whole reason for me being here? And those aren't questions that you answer with words, <laughs> you know, like when somebody, right. you ever notice, like when somebody asks you, like, you know, what's your purpose? What's, you know, what's your why for living? It's like, automatically you shift into this beta brainwave state to ask, uh, to answer a question with a logistical state of mind. And you, you kind of lose access to your creativity. And so I, I think of presence as this way of like, all right, I eventually at some point I'm gonna fall asleep and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to a place to, to be able to answer you know, from my heart who I am and why I'm here and learn, just learn more about that, the, the magic of being alive because we're, we're drifting into unconsciousness what is the point of drifting into unconsciousness? And then what is the point of when we're experiencing consciousness of only being able to receive a very small fraction of the information that's available to us? It's impossible. There's so, there, there are things that are invisible. There is, there's energy that we don't even, that we haven't even learned how to measure yet. There, we know so little about what's actually taking place at all times during the day, during the night, there's so much information out there. And what do we like, we're able to comprehend like 0. 0.000 something of everything that's going on. So it's really interesting that we know so little consciously 
And then in order to survive, we're taken to an unconscious place um, that has the ability to bring us back to earth, feeling like we've been updated. And that's what sleep feels like. It's like, you, you just feel like you've been updated. And so the way I, uh, I think of it is like um, earth and, and God filled me with all the gossip and rumors and like just the, all the, just anything I needed to know about being alive, I was updated with when I sleep. And again, this is for everybody to just like, what, what does sleep mean to you? What do you want it to mean to you? But what I invite people to do is to allow sleep to mean more than just um, a time to restore an inconvenience, something that you have to do in order to be healthy, something that you, oh, I wish I could, I hear this all the time. I wish I could just take a pill that, that um, um, you know, prevented me from needing sleep. Like they just want to go and it's like, what's the point of all that, right? So um, sleep, if, if you're seeing sleep as an interruption to your day, um, I just read this uh, earlier. One website was describing sleep as the price that you have to pay for having a brain or something like that. And it's like, it's just such a uh, um, unhelpful way of being in relationship to this beautiful thing that we've been given uh, to experience life more fully. That's my invitation to people is that you can have both. Like it, it, sleep can be the thing that allows you to perform at um, a high level, but also to like get to know yourself a little bit better. Well, I think getting to know yourself is such an important aspect that people don't tap into that helps them thrive and high perform and build a beautiful life. I know and I think yeah. much of this, um, you know, there's so many like just big words, big takeaways, uh, you know, just from learning how the sun impacts our brain and and how all of that works, but also changing the belief of sleep. Like you said before, some people just, they don't understand why. Why do we need sleep? Why don't we, why, why do we have to sleep every 16 hours? You know, and I feel like a lot of people use the, the term sleep when you're dead kind of thing and meaning push through the pain, stay mm -hmm. up late and party, uh, you know, have, have the best time of your life. You know, this was in college, you know, stay yeah. up, party, all that. I'll sleep when I'm dead kind of thing. And that transitions into work. Sleep when you're dead right now, work, 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 push, 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 rather than having this beautiful relationship. And step one is really changing our, our subconscious beliefs on sleep. And when you start inviting that in, I'm sure we'll all start sleeping a little bit better, which all turns back into performing better and everything we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really love, I, I really appreciate you and how open you've been to receiving these, these concepts and then been able to like reflect that back. Um, I, I, it, it really, um, I see it within you, you know, um, and I really appreciate just the, the effort of getting to, to understand this better, um, well, yeah. where I'm coming from. It, it, and it's fascinating. And, and like, uh, you and I kind of talked, um, before pushing record in the entrepreneurial world and business, and especially real estate, it's, 
it's very much on that business hustle mindset, which I've started to come to terms with, with hustle in, in a sense. I hated it for a long time because I felt I pushed myself. I worked late nights. I, and I saw what that detriment of not tapping into my subconscious did and not building a life from who I am and not taking sleep into consideration. And, and this has helped uh, go a little bit deeper into that. There's still so many questions I have for you and it's so fascinating and sleep is so important. And like you said, some people are like, oh, well, I have to sleep. But really, if you can now look at sleep and use it as a tool for you to grow and thrive and and really perform and create and problem solve, imagine what our lives could be. <laughs> Yeah, it, I didn't open with this because sometimes um, it's just too much too soon for people. But the lens that I look at sleep through is that sleep is the reason that we're here. Like the whole point of being alive is to sleep. Oh, now that, <laughs> that, it, it that's that sleep. <laughs> okay, should we leave it to the listeners to just take that and think about it? Or do you have a little bit further explanation on that? I can, I can go just a little bit further, but what, what that does, and by the way, this is something, this is a thought that came to me as a download. And, and I, I like to say um, that <laughs> I, I, there's certain things that, that I'll, published, let's say. And I'm like, like, there's no way I could have come up with that on my own. Like that's like, I know my limits. Right? And, and I know that that was, I feel like that was a frequency that was sent to me because I'm putting the energy into like really understanding sleep at a really, really deep level. So I can articulate the science of sleep to uh, uh, a mind an emotion, a heart. Right. And so I'm like, well, no wonder I was sent this message that sleep is the reason for living just because I'm, you know, it's like law of attraction. I'm, I'm the one that's like, Hey, give it to me. Right. Like the free t-shirt they're throwing into the crowd. I'm like jumping up and down for it. And what this has done that has only been helpful is that if I can, if, if sleep, if I just consider for a moment that sleep is the reason for being alive, then my day, my life is ending when I go to sleep. And therefore it makes very little sense for me to carry anything with me into the end of this day and the end of this day that, that doesn't belong there. And so it's almost like I'm, I'm giving, I'm getting this really given this really sacred moment to experience the whole reason I'm here like why am I going to bring this like podcast that I'm listening to you know some random thing that I'm listening to or why am I going to uh, uh, think about a problem I'm experiencing at work you know when this is all I have like this is this is all that there is is this very moment and it may sound woo we talked a little bit about like, you know, some, some people aren't, they don't really get the woo and you kind of lose them, but everything that is woo is actually grounded 
by everything that is real, everything that is is uh, quantum physics. And you look at life and you look at sleep and you look at the electron, which is the source of, of life, which is the source of energy. On a subatomical level, when you're dealing with, with life at a, at a quantum level, there is no such thing as the future. There is no such thing as the past. And so all like when all you have is right now, then why are you going to bring any other part of life into that moment? And to me, that's a very powerful thing to consider because now all of a sudden it's like, you don't need tools to like, you know, how do I get this thought out of my mind? How do I let go of this? You know, how do I forgive this person? How do I surrender to the reality of, of how my life is changed over the last few years, let's say? Um, you, you, all of that falls to the side and then you experience presence. And when you start living that way, you're automatically present because when you're, when you're looking at your life as just um, 24 hours at a time, and that's all you have. Now your nervous system, just think about, think about that. <laughs> Imagine we've seen those movies, right? Where there there's an employee and the boss drops off like a stack this high of papers on the desk. And it's like, right. Oh, you, you uh, before you leave, right. Go through, go through this. And um, that's what it feels like to be a nervous system. I'm imagining that if you're thinking about, uh, you know, uh, your life for the next 40 years, let's say, like, how does that feel to a nervous system versus thinking about just your life as the rest of the day and everything that you're doing, maybe on behalf of 40 years from now, but like when, when, when I operate with like, I just have until tonight, now all of a sudden I've set parameters for my nervous system to be present and not, you don't have to worry about like, you know, what's going to be going on when we're 85 years old. Like you just need to worry about today. And so it's, um, it creates uh, a lifestyle uh, within yourself of alignment, of presence. And then people, you know, people pick up on that. People mm -hmm. pick up. Yeah. So I, 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 I found, you know, it may sound woo to some people, but what's, What's wrong with that if it only has the effect of being helpful? Right. I, I know. And that's been kind of my challenge of where the woo meets the, meets the work. And it will be helpful. It's just um, hard for some people to get their brain wrapped around that, you know, when they see pushing and hustle culture is the way to get ahead when maybe a little bit of sleep and tapping into your subconscious mind. And, and mm -hmm. I, I like how you said you kind of received messages while you were sleeping because you were able to be so present and that's either helped you, which I find when I do take a step back and pause and release and have a good night's sleep or do my meditation that I am the day before I had a problem that was, I couldn't get the answer to it. I woke up and I was like, I have the answer. Yeah, yeah, I that's what answer. it does. Yeah, my um, okay. mother-in-law, which we'll we'll end soon because this is going on. I, I I've taken up so much of your time. There's so much goodness. But my mother-in-law one night, she just there was this puzzle that no one could figure out. We do like puzzles every year for Christmas, 
woke up in the middle of the night, which this probably isn't great sleep, but I don't know if it was good sleep that she got. She got the answer in her sleep, went downstairs, fixed the puzzle, went back to bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just, Definitely and happens. that just, you know, shows how, how we, how sleep can really do more than just recharge us is and, kind of what you're getting to. Yeah, I am. And, and it's, it's like, I'm almost actually making the, like, yeah, nothing is woo. It's just stuff that hasn't been explored and studied, you know, that you could find on a link. But all of this stuff is, it makes sense in the world of physics. You know, when, when you're meditating or looking at sleep through the lens of, you know, um, the reason for living, when it's, when it's um, taking your brain waves into a more creative state, when it's actually helping you um, um, produce more antioxidants, you know, in your endocrine system, um, when it's uh, helping you connect to, to, you know, your God, your source more deeply, um, to me, that's, that's what, that's what physics is that, you know, it, it, it helps life make a little bit more sense. So um, woo is always grounded in physics. Always. It's always grounded in physics because everything is energy. Yeah. Um, And I encourage anyone like listening to this, that's on the cusp, like, woo, you guys went a little on the woo level. Um, uh, I suggest, and I challenge anyone listening, why don't you take a stab at either meditating or going through this uh, five-step process mm-hmm. or tapping in a little bit, do it for one month straight and then mm-hmm. stop doing it. And I, pro- cause I've gone in and out of being very mindful, practicing, we'll say woo strategies that involve journaling and meditation and good sleep. And I've seen myself go in and out of that and taking time to check in with myself and I, I see a huge difference in my energy, my performance, how I am problem solving, my uh, love and excitement for, for life and business. And all of this trickles down to how I perform. And you know what? How I perform trickles down to my bank account. So if you want to take it on the other spectrum and this is about money for you, I promise you this will just, and it sounds like this sleep, this very intuitive sleep that Derek is talking about will help you problem solve, will help you perform higher, will help grow your bank account. Because when you have, when you're better at what you do, ultimately you're going to make more money and you'll probably get a little bit more confidence too. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love, I just love how you synthesize everything. I've seen it for myself and I, you know, I've been trying to get the word out of like, listen, just tap into yourself. And I promise, Mm -hmm. I promise life will be better and business will be better. I, I am going to uh, just kind of end this here. I think we've ended with a, a great note and a ton of information and a lot of big words that I'm going to go Google now. And I also am going to step out of my black cave that I'm in now and go get a little bit of sunlight, put my feet in the earth. I did not start my morning, like you said. So I'm going to try and make a conscious effort tomorrow morning to start there and mm-hmm. then do the five-step process that you talked about. And before we do head out, I hope that this opened up and unlocked at least the curiosity for some of my listeners that whether 
you are an insomniac and you can't sleep at all, or you just want to improve your sleep so you can get into that magic state that you talk about, Derek, and in, in step four and then going into step five to where maybe you will receive more answers and more ideas and, you know, uh, solve those problems that you haven't been able to solve. You have the transformational protocol. That's an eight week program. Um, but also your website has a lot of information and that's DerekLaceyCoaching.com. But how else can people learn about you or learn from you? I know you have a podcast. I believe you have um, a, a book on your website as well. You go ahead and just tell us all yeah. about you where people can learn more. Yeah, I gosh, you got me excited there. I, I wish that I, I, that'd be amazing if I just had a book. <laughs> I, I haven't, I, I haven't written a book, maybe an ebook, an ebook. Oh, you do. You have a, you have an ebook. You, yeah. e you almost got me there. I'm like, gosh, did I write a book? Did That's amazing. <laughs> sleep. See what the magic of sleep does. I, I will be writing a book though. Um, and um, it's, it's, in the process of, of being hashed out, but, um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook. Um, my handle is the art of falling asleep. And so, yeah, but my, my website's probably the, the greatest resource. And, um, uh, and I, yeah, that, you know, I, if somebody's wanting to sleep better, if, if sleep is a, is a challenge for them, uh, I help with that process, but the, the fun space that I've gotten into with people is, is them actually some people that already slept okay, now wanting to get into this creative space of like, well, what magic is available to me when I start? Oh, I love that. I this. feel like that's definitely for professionals and entrepreneurs and, you know, yeah. I, getting into that extra wavelength. Imagine if more people did that what we're going to start seeing in businesses and what people are coming up with. And, oh, I'm excited. I'm excited for myself to see if I could tap into that magic. And that's the, that is the movement that I'm trying to start because when I look at the world and when I think about what it really needs, what I'm seeing is a lot of people that are uh, craving connection to themselves. Yeah. Getting to know themselves better, experiencing magic when they sleep as to why they are here. And if we start from, from that place, you know, it's, it's always an inside out solution, not outside in. Right. And when you look at sleep as a gift that you are given to experience magic, to experience the divine within yourself and and all around you, um, it's a little, it's a little different when you're, you know, instead of just being motivated by like, oh, I, I know if I sleep tonight, um, I will have better focus tomorrow morning. And you start to really kind of see the place of these things in your life and like the greater, the greater purpose of your life. And because the way the world is now, the way that we approach our days and we're faced now we're faced with a decision every single night to go to sleep. And so the way it's set up, you're all, you're just going to experience resistance that says there's a part of you that's going to say, keep going, keep going, keep going. That's very natural. So we have to just embrace that as being a very natural process and understand that this is a chance. This is a chance to experience a new kind of sleep that 
because sleep has become such a problem, we're having to look to these more spiritual, um, bigger purpose reasons for sleeping so that we can begin to not only sleep the way we used to, but then call in these other concepts that we've learned about sleep through technology, through science, and get the best of both worlds, experience a new kind of sleep that's linked to adaptation and uh, a, a new way of being. And it just feels like the world right now is, is demanding, <laughs> demanding that we all start being different. And, and why not actually turn to the thing that we're already doing? Right. Right. We're, we're not not saying instead of trying to reinvent the wheel or take it right. or let's look at what we have and and tap back into the natural state of it. We'll save it for the book. And when that book does come out, I might have to just bring you back on. OK, <laughs> deal. <laughs> well, I will put everything in the show notes as well. And thank you so much for your time. I mean, I think we're going on like two hours and there's still just so much more to go into. So I'm excited for that book. And again, check out Derek's website to where you have meditations. I hope you record it because mm -hmm. you have a really great voice for meditation. So I um, hope you have some recordings in there. If not, I, I encourage you to do some recordings. And I might have some too that aren't on the website that I could send to people if, if you'd like. Okay, to. what I'll do, I'll just put your, I'll put all your contact information. If anyone wants those meditations, uh, reach out to Derek. So you get kind of, I feel like my listeners get like a special. Absolutely. <laughs> they, get, they get the special meditation from Derek. All right. Well, thank you so much again. And I will let you go. All right. Thanks. A big, big thank you to Derek for his time. If you're listening, Derek, thank you for your time. Thank you for your knowledge. And thank you for spreading all of this good information about sleep. So I hope all of you got some takeaways. Anyone who does have some major sleep problems, maybe you can start implementing uh, the five-step process now or reach out to Derek. I'll make sure all of his information is in the show notes if you want to go a little bit deeper into your sleep journey. Thank you again for being here. Thank you again for your support at Branding Your Real Estate. If you would like to be on the podcast because you feel like you have something to offer, and I promise you, you do, please reach out to me. That's branding you underscore real estate on Instagram. Or if you know someone that you think would make a great guest, please go ahead and connect us or suggest them. I'd love to bring them on. I like to really speak with real real estate agents in the industry that are making moves and changing the world and all of that. So I hope to hear from you and happy branding.